Welcome to the Becoming Her podcast, where we learn to become healthy, enthusiastic, and resilient young women. Healthy defined as being prosperous and flourishing physically, mentally, and emotionally. Enthusiastic being defined as having zeal or fervor for your present and your future. And resilience being defined as having the ability to bounce back from trauma stronger than you were before. So if you are seeking personal growth in these areas, stay tuned for some helpful tips. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Becoming Her podcast. Destiny, we are back. We are back. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited and so happy to be back recording with you, Nishia, and with our listeners that are listening again for another episode. So, Nishia, what's been going on in your life lately? I'm going to put you on the hot seat. Yeah, girl, it has been a while. I feel like, you know, I feel like we, before, like for a while, we were recording like once every year and finally, (laughs) yeah, so finally I have graduated college. Yay. Oh my goodness. I'm so graduate. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, we're both. Okay. Okay. We're both, but, but I'll let you, I'll let you tell that story. But yeah, so I graduated college. So literally I'm just working full time. My head is back in the game. I have the time to prepare and sit down with you and have these great, fantastic conversations. So that's literally all that's been going on with me. My one little celebratory point. <laughs> what about you? Tell me Don't everything. Everyone in on, on your graduation before you try to before uh, I <laughs> explain my very brief graduation, you graduated a week before me. It was very exciting. So go ahead and tell everyone how that feels. I did. It felt great. Honestly, it was like the one thing I've been working towards like my whole life. And like, I don't know, sometimes people say they feel like confused or like, they're like, oh my gosh, what do I do now? I was living my best life. I was living my best life like two weeks before school ended because I was like, man, I'm done. Like I'm done, done. And it just feels like such a weight off of my shoulder that I like I can get off of work because I mean, I've been working full time for three years now. So I can get off of work and like sleep or watch TV or like play with my dog and it not be me putting off an assignment due at midnight. So it feels like fantastic. That is awesome. No more assignments. No more canvas assignments. No more yet at (laughs) 11.59. Yes, yes, but you tell you tell because you've been doing a lot more exciting things, Miss Miss Grad student. Miss Grad student, tell the people. Yes, so this was I graduated in January officially over the yes, So that's why graduation, the actual ceremony, I was just kind of like, this is this is a nice um ceremony. But like this already happened. <laughs> it was such a weird feeling. It was like, oh, I've already graduated. But it was nice to be with uh, some of the people that I graduated with and able to just share that experience with them. Um, but yeah, so this was my first semester of grad school. How was it? Tell it us. Was really, it ended really great. It ended really great. I'm going to be very honest and say in the beginning, I was like, whoa. I would have nights where I came back because um, I would... I would practice every night, make sure I was managing my time well and, you know, not off watching Netflix or, <laughs> or whatever <laughs> out with people. Um, because at least the school that I go to, when you're a grad student, you have to um, do what they call a platform. 
your first semester of grad school. And when you're an undergrad, you do it at the end of your sophomore year. But when you're a grad student, it's a little bit more intense. You do it the first semester of grad school um, just to kind of prove that you're progressing, you're where you need to be. Um, And so the whole time I felt like a free trial, (laughs) like a free trial graduate student. Like I would have nights where I came back and I was like, am I really... Am I am I really supposed to be doing this? Like I wouldn't talk about it a lot to people because I was like, bro, if this goes wrong, this is gonna be really embarrassing. Um, but I have an amazing teacher, uh, amazing private lesson teacher who really just helped me grow musically and helped me to manage my time well, helped me to just helps me with all my weaknesses. And then um I took another class and my teacher in that class was great too. So yeah, so everything ended well. I did plat- pass my platform, so I am not a free trial. I am the I am premium certified. I am not a. <laughs> I am official. Well, I, am, I- yeah, a subscription today. <laughs> I am not a free trial today anymore. <laughs> you said you signed up for the real deal. No, yeah. I absolutely no. I absolutely love that for you. And speaking of love, <laughs> destiny. Yes, what? Love. What are we talking about today? <laughs> Our listeners. Um, what we're talking about, or did you want me to do it? No, I mean, you can go ahead and introduce the topic. It's going to be about love, fruits in the spirit, but specifically, do you want to give everyone just a brief overview about the fruits of the spirit and then specifically love? Yes. So we'll give a brief overview of the fruits of the spirit. And me and Naishia decided to do this series on the fruits of the spirit. Number one, um, I'll give my motivation behind picking This was basically at the beginning of the year, everyone sets their New Year's resolutions and their goals or whatever um, you choose to call it. And one of my goals was to really, you know, like actively grow in my faith. And that's not just like, I'm going to read a verse of the Bible every day. And I was like, I need to set a goal that's beyond just doing my devotions every morning or doing them every night. I was like, at this point, like people need to see evidence of God's fruit in my life, you know, because I was surrounded by a lot of people um, just this past year, definitely, where I was like, man, like, I can really see the fruit in their life. Like, I can see it like you like you really walk with God. And I was like, I'm just going to challenge myself this year to really actively cultivate the fruits of the spirit. So uh, we're going to have over the next couple episodes, we're going to just highlight one of the fruits of the spirit for each episode. And today, the fruit of the spirit that we're going to be talking about is love. Um, So the verse that comes in the Bible says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. And that's a very popular verse. Um, At least I know that that's a verse that I uh, grew up on when I was young, uh, Galatians 5.22 And that's the verse that shows what the fruits of the spirit, how you can tell, how somebody can tell that God's fruit is active in your life. So Nashia, did you want to share your thoughts before we get into the actual content? Yeah, and I I feel like it'll it'll be like just a really good transition, but I I really like what you said about, you know, growing your faith and you you wanting like people to see a reflection of God in your life. And I think that's 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 a super important step of sanctification that I feel like um, sometimes can be lacking because I don't think churches do a really good job of teaching this. I think churches really focus on salvation 
but the kind of process afterwards is a fin for yourself outside of, you know, give to the church and you'll be successful, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and we don't do a really good job of talking about things like fruits of the spirits and how to incorporate that into your life. So no, I absolutely 100% agree because I feel like, especially now in this day and age and in society, the way that it is, like, um, I feel like right now our culture and our society is being super accepted, accepting of everything that's against right. um, <laughs> the teachings in the Bible and the character that God wants for his people. And so I think trying to be the example um, and trying to reflect Christ and God in our life um, is a really good goal to have. I think that's something that everyone in our generation should be striving towards instead of, you know, striving to be like the world. We need to be set apart, be the the salt of the earth and such. So, no, I, I 100% agree. And that's why I'm, I'm super excited to talk about the the, the topic specifically love because you know love is, is 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 the first that's mentioned and it's it's because it's 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 such a powerful thing I think it's like the foundation of everything we believe because our two greatest commandments as a Christian is to love God and to love others yes. and so just understanding what love is the definition of love you know in a literal sense like diction dictionary sense and then really understanding what it means to love and be loved um in a more biblical sense and from god's perspective i think that's super important and so you know just the definition of love is an intense feeling of deep affection however that's really really basic (laughs) basic definition and there's a lot of different types of love and we see a lot of different types of love you know in society and in the bible so destiny do you want to do you want to talk about the different types of love and give a few examples yes so there are four biblical types of love and i grew up hearing about these a lot so if you've heard about these before this is just a little refresher if you've never heard of them before these are really great examples like Nashia said, the dictionary definition is great, but there are so many different types of love, so many different ways to show love. So there's four biblical definitions. The first one that I'm going to talk about is agape love, which is God's sacrificial love. So when you think of this, you think of the sacrificial love that God gave, choosing to send his son to die for us on the cross, you know, and that's that, like I said, sacrificial love. He did not have to do that for us. Um, that's the first one. And then storge love is what we know as emotional or familial love, like the love that you have between a brother, a sister, a mom and uh, mom and her daughter, a mom and her son, a father and his son. Um, the third one is phileo love, which is friendly love. So the love that you show other people, you know, acquaintances, non-family. And then the final love is eros love, which is the physical expression of love between a husband or wife. So I love how the Bible um, and like different Bible commentaries give these four examples of love. So it's not so vague. Like I said, like I appreciate the dictionary version, the dictionary definition of love. It's like, okay, a strong feeling. But these four um, examples from the Bible really are specific. So you know which type of love to apply in every situation. So Eros, Eros love, you are not supposed to give <laughs> every. <laughs> You're not supposed to give everyone Eros love. Let's be clear about that. Yeah. No, no, no. A husband and a wife. Um, So don't be going 
doing that. Okay. So <laughs> I'm screaming. Um, Put it on so, a shirt. Put yes, it on a shirt. Yes. <laughs> so it's just important that as Christians, um, we make it an example to give love. And I do honestly feel like it's vague. It is vague. Like, okay, what are some expressions of love that you've seen in your life, Nishia, of people that you look up to or ways that people have shown you biblical love? Yeah, no, great question. I mean, I feel like everyone in in some sense or another, whether it had been a positive or a negative interaction, I feel like everyone's interacted with and seen um, some version of the four loves. So um, really easily, like agape love, for example, like God's love for us, God's perfect love for his creation. Um, and I feel like, I don't know, like I've always been involved in the church. I've always grown up in the church and loving God and understanding God's love had never been an issue for me. Um, it was something that was a a concept that was easy for me to understand and see. Um, I actually crazy, sir. I had a conversation with my friend recently and we were talking about, we were talking about like salvation. We we're talking about like, how do you know if you're saved? Like, do you want to be saved? Like all of that stuff, really deep conversation. And she basically was saying like, how do you love God? Like, how do you show God love? And like, how do you, how do you know that? Or how do you know God's love? And it was, a, it was a, it was a really good conversation because it, the answer is just so easy. It's like, the way that we love people um, is the way that God is, is supposed to be the way that God loves us. So right. we have that perfect example. So like I said, agape love, like you said, it's God giving his son for our sake, dying on the cross, rising again to wash away our sins so we can live in eternity with him. Like if that is not a definition of perfect, un- unmeasurable incomparable love like I don't know what is it's unconditional it's sacrificial and it's pure and it's never ending and it's never failing so there's nothing that we can do no matter how many stupid mistakes we make there's nothing that we can do that's going to take us away from that type of from that type of love because it's it's unconditional and so with having that example if you have someone that sacrifices that much for you the only response is to give that love back and the way we should love God and the way that we should love, you know, everyone, you know, even strangers or enemies included. um, Just think about how you love the people in your life, like your friends and your family, like you want to do things for them to make them happy, to please them. Um, Even if it's things that you may not think you want to do, even if it's things like there are other things you'd rather do, you still participate in those particular tasks because you love them and you know that makes you happy. And so I feel like all of the loves can be seen again because, you know, agape, God's sacrifice for us, familial love. Like, I I don't know. I grew up with a really amazing family and my siblings are my best friends. Um, If I like did not have a single friend, (laughs) um, again, I know that my, my three siblings would have my back. Um, Eros love. I mean, I've had some pretty healthy relationships uh, or seen pretty relation, healthy relationships. I should see like from my, my parents, my sister, my grandparents, my aunts, uncles, like they all have like healthy 
marriages, like biblical marriages that I can look up to. It's not perfect by any way. And there's a lot of things that I've taken away from it that I won't apply moving forward um, whenever I eventually get married. Um, And then the friendship love. Again, I think especially with that friendship love um, specifically, like it's so easy to be that be that friend, share that love with a friend if you think about God's love for you. So I hope that answers <laughs> that definitely. question. Yeah, definitely answers the questions. And Naishia, I am excited to see, I think you missed it, I'm excited to see you progress in all of those forms of uh, of love, especially the one that we both have an inside joke on, but we're not going to say it on here. <laughs> we are, but we got it. I got it. I got you, Sam. You too, girl. You too. <laughs> um, but I really love what you said when you said even showing love to your family because it makes them happy. Like there's been such a push and I think it's I think it's healthy in a sense, but I think there's been an unhealthy degree of self-love pushed for our age group. Yes, speak about it. Society in general. And I was on board with it in the beginning. I'm going to be honest. I was like, yeah, self-love, like self-love. Because in one sense, it is very healthy. You know, it's like, um, I heard someone say something, you know, like, or multiple people have said, like, fill your own cup. Okay, well, in a sense, that is, that can be true. Like not being needy in relationships. Like you can't expect everyone to meet your emotional needs or fulfill you. But in another sense, like, why is there such a push for, us to fill our own needs. You know, the Bible says the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things, you know, so I can't meet my own needs in my own strength. I can work to regulate my own emotions. I can work to have maturity, but ultimately the only person who can meet my needs is God himself. You know, so it's like I said, there's, you have to have a balance with that. There's things that you need to do as a mature adult. Um, you know, not being needy, not expecting everyone in the world to fulfill your needs, but at the same time, don't carry that burden on your own. God is the only one who can ultimately show us love, um, show us the way to love the correct way. You know, we don't know how to do that on our own. And I think self-love needs to be listen to in with maturity. You need to listen to that with maturity. Don't just assume that you can fulfill your own needs and don't assume that other people can either. You know, the Bible says we're supposed to love our neighbor as ourself. Well, if you don't love yourself, you can't love other people. I've seen it so many times in in relationships. Um, and it's been something that I've noticed. If I hear people say like, I just don't like myself or something. First of all, my heart breaks for them. And then at the same time, I wonder, well, how can you love other people if you don't love yourself like you can't, you know? Exactly. That's a journey that God has to take each one of us through. And so I just encourage everyone to, you know, really listen carefully to what you hear in society. You know, listen to, take everything you hear and put it up against the light of the Bible. You know, it's just a simple question we could ask ourselves is, what does the Bible say about this? You know, well, the Bible doesn't say, hate yourself, put yourself down. But we are supposed to love our neighbor as ourself, you know, and to be unselfish and show love to people, even when we might be tired, even when we might have a disagreement with them. We're always supposed to show love. So, Naishia, question question for you that I have is, what is the difference between showing love and showing trust? What is an example of how you've seen that? 
Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think that I think that you can show I, I think you can show love and love people. Um, but you don't necessarily have to trust them because trust is a very intimate thing and you are making yourself extremely vulnerable to someone. And in order to do that, you have to know that they are dependable and that they aren't going to um, misuse the vulnerability that you provide to them. And so I think that you should trust not very little people, but very specific people. Um, I think you should be very careful about um, where you put your business and who to lean on and what opinions to take from people because not everyone has your best interest in heart and you don't want someone speaking in your ear um, and giving you advice because you, you think that you can trust them. And in reality, they're praying for your downfall. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's something with trust. However, we are called to love all people. Doesn't matter how we feel about them. It doesn't matter if they aren't trustworthy. It doesn't matter if, you know, they could misuse that love. I think we have to be um, or try to be as unconditional um, with our love as God is unconditional with his love for us. And obviously we're not perfect. There's no way that we would even come close to that at all. But I think showing love to people in any sort of sense, like that can be like walking down the street, like a smile for them, like starting a conversation, like, giving a compliment, like even if taking the higher road, like if you know someone's like talking about you or or being rude or doing this or doing that, like being the bigger person and and having a mature conversation with them, getting down to the bottom of them, showing them grace because, you know, we, we deserve, we don't deserve any grace at all, but we still get it from God. And so we have to be able to do that for other people and, and being very sacrificial, like giving, even if we don't think that we can give, like if we can give something like, um, I, I think there's a lot of stuff that we can do to love people and, and show love. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to show trust or trust in everyone, because I don't think that would be healthy or safe <laughs> for anyone physically or mentally or emotionally. Right. I definitely agree. Like you dropped so many good gems in what you just said. And the Bible even says it in John 2, 24 through 25. It says, but Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men and needed not that any should testify of man for he knew what was in them. Jesus was the perfect example of love, but he did not commit himself to all men, you know, and I've heard lots of different people say this recently Um, Lots of different preachers uh, that I listen to say that, you know, there's the masses. Jesus had the masses. Jesus had the 12. Yes. You know, okay, well, not everybody is supposed to get the same information that that your inner circle gets. You know, yes. Um, Jesus had the disciples. Then he had James, Peter and John, the people that knew him most intimately. And then the masses. Well, of course, the information that those three got, the masses did not get. You know, and Jesus was wise. You know, he was the perfect example. So I think definitely there's two sides of that, of loving and trusting people. Number one, someone could be hurt and say, well, I don't trust anyone. And that can like manifest or express itself into a a negative attitude, a critical attitude, a bitter attitude. Well, well, I'm not going to trust anybody. 
and they forget how to love. I've done this in my own life, so I am not, I, I will use any of my personal examples to say that I've been that person that says, oh, well, I've been hurt, so I don't trust anybody. But what I was actually showing to the world was that I did not have the love of Christ in my heart. That's not not wise at all. That's not biblical. Um, So I had to get to a place where I said, you know what? Everyone, I owe everyone love. Everyone deserves my love. I did not deserve Christ's love and he still gave it to me. So therefore, if I'm an expression of what he is, I owe everyone love. And that's, that's showing, you know, that's kindness, taking an interest in their day, getting to know them, but at the same time, not revealing my traumatic experiences to them the first time I meet them. You know, you want to be wise and (laughs) harmless as doves, you know? So I definitely think a good personal example um, that I use in my life is just, and I'm still praying through it, is learning who the, the inner circle is, the three that Jesus trusted himself to, learning who, um, my 12 is, and then understanding that the masses do not get all of that information. And I think that's just a good biblical example that um, we all can use. So as we go ahead and wrap up, Nishia, what are some ways that our listeners or even you and I could personally show love to people this week? Yeah, of course. It's a good question. And honestly, like, girl, Destiny, we're going to have to come back for part two because I feel like we just... We just scraped the surface of love, especially in our, like, Gen Z in the church, love, like, girl, that's like a (laughs) 20-hour, like, marathon right there. But (laughs) to wrap this up, since we don't want to keep everyone long, um, I think, like I said, there's a lot of different ways that you can show love. So if you're going into work and you're walking in and you have, like, a hallway You pass by someone, look them in their eyes and give them a smile. Like that's showing kindness, that's showing love, that's connecting with someone. If you're in the Starbucks line and you're like, man, I have an extra $10 in my account. Let me pay for the person's coffee behind me. Like that's showing love. If you have a couple dollars in your car, like, and you're on the highway and you see someone on the side of the road, no matter what opinions you may have, because I know there's a lot of theories going around that like no one's homeless and everyone's like living in these mansions, like that's not really our place to assume. So if you have a couple dollars and someone's in need, give them a couple dollars. Like, just turn the other cheek if you get into an argument. If you know that someone's gossiping about gossiping about you, like, don't reciprocate that energy. Like, fight negativity with positivity and love. And be that example because I promise you, people are going to look at you so different. I was watching a video. Okay, quick quick story. I was watching a video and it was, it was a video and it was about like this, um, this boy who murdered this girl and her, her, her sister grew up and the boy's mom grew up and they were both in church. Like years later they were in church and the sister like forgave the mom. And the person who was selling the story was like, wow, that's just a love. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I don't know how to put my finger on it. And I literally wanted to jump through the phone screen and be like, that, that is the love of God. Like that right there is a beautiful example of like how unconditional God's love is. Because no matter how that sister felt about that mother and that family, like she had the grace of God and and she understood what that meant to really love someone no matter no matter what and so i just thought that was like a beautiful example so yeah just 
just in little ways. Like it doesn't have to be some grand gesture, like anything like that, but just a little way that you know that you can you can make someone's day or give to someone or give back to the community. That can be financially, not financially, doesn't cost anything to smile, you know, doesn't cost anything to give a compliment, doesn't cost anything to, to turn the other cheek. So yeah, just, just little, little things can really go a big way in showing love. I agree. Those are some excellent examples, especially the example you gave about forgiving those that have wronged you, you know, and, and showing the love of Christ. We, that is something that everyone can take an example from. And um, just to wrap up, I want to share a verse. First Corinthians sixteen fourteen says, let all your things be done with charity. So in every way you interact with people and the most tangible way that I've um, found to show love in my own personal life is just encouragement. You know, I think we all assume that people get encouragement from home. They get encouragement from their parents or their kids. If we work with older people or their spouses and people are dying for encouragement. Like they, they need encouragement. So one of the practical ways you could show love this week is to just be an encouragement to everyone you meet, you know, find out something uh, that they're interested in or compliment them on something you see them doing. Say, Hey, I've noticed that you do this. I really admire that. You will never know how deep those words go with people. Um, Yes. And so that's an example, a tangible way, a non- financial way we all can show love we all have a mouth and we all can encourage people and so i hope that this helps uh everyone as we go ahead and wrap up today and it's been really fun just discussing this topic about love and so just take time throughout your week this week to pray and ask god you know what are some ways that i can be a physical example of your love um so nashia i'll go ahead and let you close out and let us know where our listeners can find us on social media Yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, thank you for listening to this episode. Hopefully, it gets a little more consistent now that we're both out of school. I'm really excited about that. Um, But yes, you can find us on social media at Becoming Her Pod. Um, And um, if you have any questions, reach out to us. You can reach out to us on Facebook, on Instagram. Our podcast is going to be on all podcast platforms like Spotify and uh, the Apple Podcast platform. If you have any questions, give us a DM, send it to us, put it in the comment section. Like we'd love to, we'd love to answer any questions. If you have any topic suggestions, please let us know. Um, Cause I think this platform is going to be a really great resource for all of the women out there, specifically Christian women that are, you know, just trying to grow themselves in every capacity. And so, yeah, if there's anything you're interested in speaking about, please, please reach out. Again, that was Becoming Her Pod. Thank you so much, everyone, for taking the time to have a conversation with us and listen to our thoughts on the biblical definition of love. And we will see you very, very soon in our next episode. Yes, yes, yes. It was fun. Talk to you guys later.